the morning after, the movies. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah! Uncensored, spoiler-filled movie reviews and fun only available at xrock.com. I'm gonna scissor kick you in the back of the head. Movie time. Hey, buddy, ever heard of a lie? Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and being until you... Pissed! Blood! Starts now. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. Morning after the movies, episodes five of season four, presented by Cinemark Majestic Theaters. Welcome to the rhythm section. My name is Nick, alongside Radio's Big J. Randy is here. Our special guest, Steve Underwood, for this particular episode, a big time movie fan. And we're going to talk about the Blake Lively vehicle. The Rhythm Section. Let's start out by talking about how awesome the Cinemark Majestic Theaters are, however, with their luxury loungers. Uh, still the only heated seats in the business. They are amazing. You have a good time at the movies for sure. Make sure you join their Movie Rewards Club as well at cinemark.com slash moviewards.info. It is where you can go for everything to get hooked up with some free tickets and some great discounts on some snacks. Let's start with... Wait, I, wait. What, what, and for those asking, there is a butter trough. <laughs> there is so, okay you there don't have is. to worry about some uh ne'er-do-well who doesn't think you need enough butter yep they take care of you here for sure so make sure you check out all your movies here at cinemark majestic <laughs> theaters uh let's start i think before we kind of get into everybody's opinion big j give like I, I feel like this is one of those movies that's kind of under the radar and people may not know what even the rhythm section is so if you had to like give it a synopsis what would it be well i guess uh the synopsis uh would be um uh boy, that's a great question Thanks. Uh, I would I would say I would call it a revenge movie, uh, uh, with Blake Lively's character being uh, somebody who has lost their family in a plane crash, and uh, seeks revenge for the people who set up that plane crash. Wonderful. Uh, and so, uh, Randy, let's go to you. How do you think Blake Lively did in her revenge movie? Uh, I thought she was great. I think the name of the movie is incredibly. Can I say just dumb? Because it doesn't. Uh, well, maybe misleading. How about that? Yeah, I've well, had a I lot mean, of... they try to explain what the rhythm section is a couple of times with her shooting the gun. They do, but you it's know, when you first the hear heart it, is the drums, Randy. Your uh, breathing uh, is the bass. Maybe I you get don't it. get it. But hey, I've had you a lot are of the rhythm section. Yeah, the I know that's why I've had a lot of people be like, it's "Oh, like, you're this should it? be about drumming." No, I've had a lot of people <laughs> think it's a like drumline or about it's, drumming. It's, it's literally taken me two weeks to not call it drumline. Yeah, it has nothing to do with it. So I think that that is a misleading title it doesn't you don't know what it is you have we, we just had to start the podcast explaining what the movie was i think because of that well yeah but i mean still i i think that has more to do with advertising and marketing than it does the title of the movie uh it just it's just not really out there that much but uh other the, the trailer isn't very uh, you know it doesn't reveal a lot about yeah we were it. talking no. this morning about jay wasn't even sure if it was an assassin movie like i got the assassin vibe from it but he wasn't even sure if that was the case it ended up being the case of course but it still is uh one of those deals where it's just not very much talked about but overall what did you what did no. you think of the movie so i i'd put it right kind of down the middle again with uh the other couple movies we've, we've seen minus bad boys uh, i like the revenge factor i mean if you put yourself in those shoes revenge that she's in you can i mean that's what you're going to want to do so you kind of root for her the entire way no matter what it takes and what she does um i I don't want to say it's super predictable, but I think you know how it's going to end. We'll go down, down that road in the spoilers, I guess. I mean, I think you have an idea. You don't know who and what and the twists and things like that, but I think you know where it's going to go ultimately. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, she's great. I like her a lot. I would. I'd what about Sterling K. Brown? 
He's amazing. I love him. I love I'd him. watch anything he does. He's great. Yeah. Former guest of the morning after, by the way. So yeah, Drew Law's great. You know, um, I think it was a cool shot movie. I mean, it's kind of slow, kind of dark-ish. Um, the fighting stuff was cool. There were some really intense, dark moments when it came to the fighting stuff mm-hmm. that was, uh, yeah, it was intense. I guess the way to put Letter it. grade. I'm going to go like right in the middle again. I'm going to go somewhere in the C range. All right. Right there. Do you recommend people see it in the movie theater? Mm, mm, that's tough. I, I recommend coming here and seeing a movie. I don't know if that'd be my first choice. Wow. Come Randy. to Majestic. See Bad Boys again. Way to tell the company. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm geez. Gonna, just completely pandering to the uh, sponsor of the podcast. But thank no, you for that. No, it's true. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug Bad Boys every single podcast. Bad if boys, if, if anything see, doesn't stand up to it. Don't see this movie is what Randy's saying. Come <laughs> see Bad Boys for Life. Bad yeah, Boys for Life. I'll go with movie. you. Uh, Steve Underwood, let's get your first uh, take on the movie without getting into spoilers. Uh, and by the today. way, our friend Steve here, uh, who is a loyal Morning After listener, loyal ex listener, he is not going to hold any punches here. I know Except that. the swear words. Yeah, no swear words. No thank swear you. Words, I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, that, that part's kind of tough. Um, I, I thought it was a entertaining enough movie. It's worth seeing in the theater, but really for me, Almost anything's worth seeing in a theater. God um, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I told it's about you he's a movie the, fan. It's, it's about the experience, man. If um, Even if you're sitting at home watching this movie, it does not have the impact of seeing it in a theater like this does. I, I get where you're coming from, yeah. Um, as far as the movie itself, I, I agree with Randy. It was a bit methodical. It just kind of plotted along a little bit. It was a little, a little bit predictable. Um that being said, Blake Lively did a great job with the role itself. She was gritty in what what went on as far as the action goes. Uh, the action was believable. Uh, it, it was a it was a decent movie. Um, if I was to give it a letter grade, I'm not going to be as hard on it as Randy. I'm not going to give it a C. I'll give it a B minus. All right, <laughs> all right, B minus. Is fair, bad. Fair. Is bad. Thank you, Steve. Uh, I'll go next. Oh, uh, you know, it is one of those <laughs> deals <laughs> where um, best for last, buddy. It is. Uh, speaking of just the way the movie is shot, uh, I don't know who this director is, but there were some things about it that I really, really enjoyed, and some things about it, uh, the way he directed the movie, that I wasn't a big fan of. Like I, I actually really enjoyed. I don't remember ever seeing the car chases shot like he shot them where it was basically one static camera inside the car showing her for the most part driving and then kind of panning around to see the action through one continuous shot. I thought uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I kind of, I got a Ronin kind of vibe. Yeah. From it. Okay. I, I felt like that. I was playing GTA five during yeah. the car scene and, well, and, pers- and, and first person. Yeah. And that was cool. You're but a horrible then, driver on the side note do. to that, one thing I don't like about what he did was God, I, I hate when people run with the camera, like you're getting the impression that you're running, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. I We're don't. Fat guys, we hate running. <laughs> well, <laughs> motion the, it, sickness. It feels like the physical exertion, but it's just it's just hard to watch. You know, I don't get I don't get like stomach upset by it or vertigo or anything. I just go, God, there's just nothing to watch there. So there were some pluses and minuses there. Overall, I, I enjoyed the performances of the movie for sure. Um, I, I thought uh, the music in the movie was a little bit weird. Like, not the score so much, but the weird musical cues. Like, it's a lot of, like, oldies throwback to, like, 60s music. And, like, some of it's a little bit more peppy than it feels like was the there, movie should was be. Was one of those songs a Beatles song? It was a Beatles song, right? That last song at the end. No, but also uh, when, um, and this isn't a spoiler or anything, when Jude Law, when they're driving in the cars in, in, in his, like, little palatial no, estate. No, 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 that wasn't a Beatles song. 
No. But I wonder what that was. I, there I were, there was were a ton of old, I, I think there's like Herman's man. Hermits in there Yeah, there's an Elvis song in here. Yeah, there was yeah, definitely, yeah. I was actually singing along with the Elvis, so that was all good, <laughs> yeah, being from yeah. Tennessee. So it, it's got it's got some weird musical choices in it, for sure. But overall, I thought it was uh, enjoyable enough. Um, you know, we'll get into some things in the spoiler section. I'm kind of teetering the Randy Steve line. I'd go C+, B- for the, uh, the movie, for sure. I think currently at the box office, there are better movies out than the rhythm for section. Sure. But I can promise you there are also worst movies out there than the rhythm section so it's uh probably worth checking out if you like cats still in the theaters uh i think barely not here though uh and so you have an opportunity to check it out if you want to i would say it's it's worth going the performances are are very very good in it big j yeah safe to say this is a revenge movie but it's not the the fantasy revenge that movie that we get like john wick for example and so it's got a lot of different elements where to me this is like the more realistic kind of approach to it and uh the 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 i guess uh, in a lot of ways just you know a person who's not trained in any way to to do these sort of things and the heavy um matter that that they delve into in, in some of the aspects with with what they have to face when you do something like that uh they do a really good job of highlighting that emotion and there is a lot of that in this movie and just you know the stuff that uh, the characters go through man i i'm a i'm a fan of blake lively now i mean we, i saw that movie mm-hmm. for streaming dumbass and so yeah she was fantastic in this and, and the cast was was great it is not the kind of movie that normally gets made these days with, with the slow evolving storytelling that's in this to develop the characters you just don't get that much uh, of, of that kind of nature in in the theater releases so I'm kind of surprised a movie like this is getting released into theaters to be perfectly honest with you and I agree with Steve I get where you're coming from because you know in a lot of instances when you see a movie that's slow moving like that you can get up and when you're at home and, and do some other stuff and maybe lose interest altogether yeah where you can't do that when you're in the theater and so I really kind of dig that aspect and, and I, I enjoyed it I did think it was a little long in the tooth in some instances um, but uh, you know, I would I would give right around where where Steve did a B minus to to a C plus. Um, there are a lot of great, I think, storytelling elements in here. I think there's some great shots and there's some intensity. There's not a lot of action, but when it happens, it's you know it, it kind of reminds me of Michael Mann a little bit, where it's it's very it seemed very realistic mm. and and scary to be perfectly honest with you. So I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was fun. There you go. Uh, that is the spoiler-free version of the Rhythm Section, the Blake Lively movie. If you're thinking about checking it out, there's your little breakdown before it. Now, Big J, let's get into the spoilers. Spoiler ahead. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We're going ballistic, man. Go get them. Well, I guess let's see. When did you? When did? What point did you? Did you? Who realized here that Sterling K. Brown was the bad guy? Um, I did, I want to say, like, uh, it was right after, uh, she went back to him. The second she said, I've got a plan of my own, and went back into his house, I was like, okay, she's figured out that he's the baddie, the big baddie. And so, uh, that's kind of when I put it together. And then I had my doubts when he went after the Raza guy at the end, but then it turned out to be the right move. Yeah, anybody else? Yeah, for me, it was when she got that phone call, when she was outside and got that phone call. Said that he was going after... Mm-hmm. U seventeen. Yeah, I for some reason I just was like, okay, I think that that's what's going on. And then when she went back, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, did they get it on? By the way, see, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah. Okay, were you were you, did you, well, were you asleep? I, they were, it was weirdly. They were banging it against was, no, the, the it hall. was weirdly <laughs> cut. 
It was one of those deals where they were having a conversation. They cut to them making out in the hallway, and they kept having the conversation. Yeah. I was like, is this a fantasy thing? Side, or is this sidebar, a real thing? This is, that's not fair because Blake Lively has to watch Ryan Reynolds <laughs> get it on in weird ways. Right, right, uh, that's so true. that's not fair. Um, but, yes, they did get it on. When did you figure it out? Uh, when she stuck the needle in his back. <laughs> <laughs> because because I, I had pinned this on Jude Law from, from the beginning almost, uh, oh. you know, because he just was so um, – he was so just uh, dead sold in some respects to some of the stuff that he had done. Uh, and so I thought that he was the hey, guy. He had a license end. to kill, man. You got yeah. to, you got to, you got to leave the emotion on the table. That's what he taught her to be. Uh, side note: uh, alternate title for this movie, by the way, the worst assassin, because she literally biffs every <laughs> single one until the very end. Every one of hers. I really, I, as a matter of fact, well, she she's like even, Sally she, Jones, dude. She doesn't have any skills. She, she he didn't teach her anything. Kill anybody until the very last but, guy. But see, I mean, what what kind of training is going out running by the lake and, and, but and swimming? But it's still in it. eight months of training. I mean, she had eight swimming months swimming and it. running. To right. me, that's what makes this movie so interesting because, you know, she's not. And that's the whole point. And you don't really get that perspective from a lot of revenge movies these days. You know, if you went the standard Hollywood way, it would be her all of a sudden in eight months training. She's a damn John Wick assassin. You no, know? no, see Peppermint. You're, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Or uh, like a Red Sparrow. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of got that angle to it, too. It, it, it's just it was just weird to me that that. She really did luck into everything there towards the end until the yeah, very, very yeah. end. Well, she really didn't want to kill that dude, Max Casilla. Max Casilla, the um, the the mustache dude, the penthouse. Well, no, guy. it's very clear. But she also went. Uh, even people she really wanted to kill, she didn't kill. Yeah, yeah. She didn't kill the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. His oxygen ran out. Uh, you know, then she she biffed the, the the thing on purpose, and then Jude Law had to, to cover her tracks, and then uh, she didn't kill Raza the first time, nor the second. She screwed up the second time too. It was the woman in the vest that ended up killing him, and so it was really just a comedy of errors all the way to the very yeah, she, end. But she maybe that's because ultimately she really just wanted to get the one person that was responsible for it to begin with. So well, she had no problems putting that needle in him. But she said well, she well, was going to kill everybody. Remember, she told the the lady that they gave her the money. She said, "I'm killing everyone." But she didn't. I mean, okay. Well, you know that this All is right. this is part of a four book series, right? No, you yeah, what? This, this is taking this is taking from four book series, <laughs> is this man. Just a book nerd yeah, this, alert. This, yeah, this is this is book one uh, of this. And, oh, uh, they so, did take out. I, I've read bits and pieces of the book. Uh, Josh has got a copy of it sitting around, but it's. It's they they took bits and pieces out of it. They kind of dumbed it down. The book's a little bit older. Didn't really feel like it would probably fit in today's uh, terroristic world and things like that that you see going on nowadays. So I think they kind of streamed on, streamlined it a little bit, saved room for a, a, hopefully a sequel is what they're pushing for. I mean, they obviously left it open for one at the end. They left it wide open. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and speaking of that, too, you, you mentioned the, um, the books and stuff, and I don't didn't know anything about those. But uh, another thing, too, that I really kind of uh, appreciated about the movie were the locations and how I really got the vibe that that's where they shot the movies. I mean, the Tangier stuff and, oh, sure. and those things, those yeah. are all, you know, Brock, Barbara Broccoli and the Bond people that put this together. And, you know, they're used to shooting in those kind of places. And um, so, I mean, I, I just got to give again another way of giving it a realistic kind of feel and vibe having, to it. Having been both in Madrid and oh, Tangier, you, you have okay uh, <laughs> both of That's both of those fancy. places. I don't know if they were exactly dead on, but they they were pulled out of images in the very least. It could have very well been yeah. those places. Wow. Um, 
you know, uh, Blake Lively makes doing drugs look really fun. I got to be honest, yeah, but, man. You know, Blake I'll Lively makes anything look fun, dude. <laughs> she, she did. I tell you what, though. She looked real rough in oh, the beginning. Man. I mean, <laughs> well, listen, the first 45 minutes of this movie, make no mistake, we're watching Blake Lively get tortured, essentially. That's what happens. She, she's emotionally a, a and physically. Emotionally tortured. She's a drug addict. Then she goes through a relapse, and then Jude Law beats the living piss out of her for another 40 minutes. So, I mean, it's the first hour of this movie is almost her getting the crap kicked well, out of her in a whole bunch of different ways. She... she obviously went to the ringer for this role right i mean yeah. to prepare for it and to be at different stages throughout the movie i mean geez well, what was your favorite scene in the entire movie the favorites well, i probably the car chase scene i enjoyed it very much i hadn't seen anything like it and so i really enjoyed watching it happen i mean she got out of the car chase a little bit easier than i wanted her to but it was still pretty cool to see and it was pretty well shot as far as i'm concerned um well i'm gonna it's a it's a tough one for me I, i'll go i guess uh i'm gonna um I'm gonna say at the very end, when when she is she's uh, walking away. No, when she's kind of uh, explaining <laughs> to uh, the U17 guy who who she is after she's explained. You know, she's he's dying, and and that uh, the kind of empowerment that she's got right there was, was pretty badass. Badass moment. Randy? I would say that the two, I mean killing the credits the last, killing the last two guys yeah yeah <laughs> killing the last two guys I mean that was the ultimate revenge that was the whole point of the movie and you it's all that build up I think the the fights or not the fight scenes but like the training scenes went forever they went really in depth in that so it's like there's a lot of build up of okay hopefully she kills these guys and then when she did with the guy in the bus and then the very very end when she gets the guy with the, the needle and that was kind of cool how it turned back around because she's picked up the needle from the one guy yeah you knew it was coming back and did, did some research on it to find out what you know what it does and yeah see i for a while there and we'll get to your answer on that question here in just a second too is that no, i well, i thought I'm just that a guess. it doesn't matter i thought for a while that jude <laughs> law's character and sterling brown's character were playing her to to mm, to absolutely. get her to do the job that they didn't get done or or, or what have you and that there they were using her as a a third uh kind of person to get get the job done uh, i kind of got that vibe through it but uh you know that didn't end up being in the case not right. yet anyway uh, not <laughs> so what was your favorite scene then uh for me i i really dug the scene for the 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 fight around the porridge man that oh, oh yeah yeah, it, yeah the that, hand-to-hand combat i, I mean she was gra- granted she she didn't really put up porridge. an awful lot of resi- but she she showed some poise there man she she kept coming for him even after it looked like she was done and it was uh ultra realistically done and that you, you typically don't take somebody off of the street and expect them to beat up an MI6 guy, and if they would have done it the other way, then it, it just wouldn't have had the same effect. Well, we're bringing in that realism note, too, when she uh, is fighting the dude in the wheelchair. Um, you know, she's got the glass in her hand and those oh, sort of man. stuff, that kind of real-world stuff that happens, because killing somebody isn't easy, I'm gathering. No, I had to look away uh, from that Randy glass. Randy will tell you right now it's not. Yeah, well, I watched that night fight um, TV show once. <laughs> <laughs> it would be really hard to kill somebody in the old ages. Let me tell you what. I guess questions uh, about the movie. What What do you think? I mean, because they don't really get into it. What would Jude Law's motivation be to actually do all the work he does with her and then help her get into it? Is it Guilt. just Guilt. That's all it is? It's got to be. Because, but, I mean, he, should, he shouldn't feel bad about what happened to her at all. He has no connection to what happened. No, really, he, he all, she, all he, he knows is she got his friend killed. Well, he did one of the killings no. too. No, he no. took it far enough to. He didn't do the killings. He well, killed. He killed miss? the assassin Beca- because he yeah. didn't kill the the assassin. The the plane got blown. Yeah, up. if he had ki- if he had not, just not killed her and followed orders, her family wouldn't have died. Right. Okay. So I would I would guess but, that that. But killed. he didn't know who she was until oh. she had come there. Oh, I don't believe that for a second. What? I would imagine that he knew she was coming. No, how? How would he know? Because he because he's an MI6 guy. But 
Yeah. They know everything, dude. But he would have Big to know brothers. that she had photos on his phone of the coordinates of his house and that she would figure that out. Well, in he a probably drunk found out right away days. that the Proctor guy died. Right. Uh, was murdered. That makes sense. But so still wouldn't know that she would, had anything. Yeah. Well, and in and, and, and his defense, well, in Nick's defense with that, I mean, what guy is going to say, okay, you're never going to find this guy. Never mind that I've just given you the coordinates because you saw it written down beside the lake. <laughs> well, picture. I mean, that, that's kind of She didn't even lame. know their coordinates until she uh, put it into a Google search. She Thank had God. a picture in the name of the lock. Come on, man. Google. Google everything works. Exactly. Uh, any questions about the movie on your end, Randy? Questions? No. Spoilers, then? No spoilers. Like oh, I said, it, it's the, when the, going back to the predictable part. You know she's going to kill all the people that she was out to kill. I mean, what else is going to happen? She's not going to die, right? So that's that's where I said you see that kind of come in. The twist was obviously the, the guy who was actually. But you know. Maybe that, even the twist was her actually doing something. <laughs> yeah, and not right. dying in the right. process. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And not lucking that's into true. a kill. That's true. Uh, but, you know, it was, it was the other weird part was, I mean, the way it was kind of put together was weird. I don't know why they had to show her in that apartment at the beginning and then go back eight months and then go and c- considering it was in the middle of the movie it was just weird to set it up like that well, i mean you know I, I, you at least it wasn't the final scene of the right, movie yeah, right yeah it was right. way in the middle it's I, just a weird it's just a weird thing that they put in there it just to uh, show that you know at some point there's going to be something right. going on <laughs> <laughs> don't worry at some point yeah, it's like hey keep watching somebody like, somebody's hey, gonna have a gun there's at some 45 point. minutes and not much happening but you'll get to a point where she's <laughs> holding a gun to somebody's head we promise so there is any other things you guys want to cover on the rhythm section before i wrap it up no, the more we've talked about it here, the more I like it now. All right, look at this. So oh, I'm, I'm pulling a oh, Randy. Weird. Yeah, okay. B plus. B plus. <laughs> I still say go see the gentleman, man. <laughs> and oh bad my. boys. So uh, there is your recap of the rhythm section. Thank you to the Cinemark Majestic Theaters for helping us put this uh, podcast together. Of course, again, you can check out all the new releases here at the Cinemark Majestic Theaters, including the new Luxury Lounges. They're rebuilding the other side of the Majestic Theater now, but the new side is open with a brand new theaters, brand new sound system, brand new seats, and the brand new movie club and snack section. So check it out for yourself if you get a chance. We are coming back next week with Birds of Prey, Big J. Yeah, man. Cool. Harley Quinn movie. Did you ever see Suicide Squad, Randy? Mm. Don't. Don't I, do it. I tried. Just download a couple pictures of Margot Robbie and call it good. <laughs> yeah, <dude>. you're fine. <laughs> I, I think I'm you'll familiar know with her. everything you need to know about it. But we'll be checking in again next week uh, with another podcast here on xrock.com.